Hello and welcome to Let's Talk Knicks Podcast. We talk New York Knicks basketballs and other news around the NBA and sports. I am Jason Talbot. And with me is none other. The one, the only, Marcus Chinqui. Putting on the beanie? Is it cold in the apartment, Marcus? What's going on? I do that. No, I'm doing that just to get uh, good sound so it doesn't pick up anything. I cover the headphones. Keep the earbuds in nice and tight? I got a new pair of uh, those AirPods Pros. I thought about putting those on. Not bad. I will say. I'm actually pleasantly surprised at at how they sound. I got a little ear issue. One of them fits, but the other one doesn't quite fit. Yeah. I was just going to say, the, the Apple headphones, earpods, since since the start of Apple, I always got one falling out. I, I don't have the ears. Uh, yeah, these, but they, so it's not, it's not like the original buds because they have the little tips on the end now. So they'll, they'll stick oh, they in there. But I mean, one side, I don't know. I, I did some messing around last night because they give you multiple sizes. So I gotta go. I gotta go down. Oh the yeah, size. you get yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's they don't. Yeah, they don't fall out. They just were really uncomfortable. But now, hmm. better, good sound. Did a little sound testing with some yeah. uh, some movie scores okay. just to get some robust sound. But yeah, that's <laughs> that was the uh, that was the Christmas <laughs> gift. Split. Uh, I think my brothers. Oh yeah, split that one. Pretty good. I forget. How, how, you had a good Christmas. We have we. The last time we spoke, we did a little end of the decade episode. It was pre, pre Christmas. I don't know. If I think Hanukkah it was the second night of Hanukkah. I don't think so. Because I remember seeing something, but I didn't oh yeah, it. yeah, uh, yeah. That's right. What day is it? This time of year, you, you just lose yeah. track of what day it is. It was good though. Um, you know, down with the fam, down in Atlanta. Yeah. First time we've all been together for I don't know, like over a year. Aww. Tony's getting married, so it's a whole lot of talk about the weddings and stuff like that. You know all about that. You know how that goes. Oh, yeah. Wedding stuff, man. The best. The Hanukkah? Good. Eight nights? Yeah, it was a good eight nights, man. I, I The Knicks went on a win streak for Hanukkah. Was, uh, the miracle. <laughs> Hanukkah. Um, it, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about that today, how it came to an end. I think uh, before that, there's been... A lot of news. It's been a big week. We're not going to get into to politics <laughs> on this fine Saturday morning, but there's, the news has been a little crazy. We'll keep it to sports. I will say, you know, Daniel Stern, uh, some some sad news. It was just David's guy. Stern. Everybody really David seemed. Stern. Oh, <laughs> You're thinking God. Marv. Daniel Stern is from home alone. Is he okay? Is Daniel Stern okay? That's a, <laughs> Are we going to check on that? It's a, it's a good blooper. Oh, man. So... <laughs> that's that's bad. Sorry to the Stern family. Stern family for that one, and the Daniel Stern family. Celtic pride. We should we should check in on that too because I don't know. It's been all the Alex Trebek news. Even it's just it's. I think Marv is okay. I watched a lot this, of Home Alone the last like week and a half. I think he's doing yeah. Okay. Marv's okay. Um, but no, David Stern. Sad to hear. He was just a well liked uh, commissioner. I think. What was it? His first year as commissioner was when Michael Jordan was drafted. So it was kind of a pretty big change in the NBA culture uh, when when Stern and then came. He along. got us the so, he got us the first. Yeah, it's sad to hear. Everyone has good good things to say. Lottery. About. 
yeah. frozen envelope. We'll never know. You know. <laughs> it was rigged. I'll take it. Um, yeah, and also Alex Trebek's last episode was uh, was, was Friday, it? I believe, right? Or he's prepping for it, or it's going to be next Friday. I don't know. I've seen all the stories of he's prepping a little thirty second farewell at the end of. Uh, the episode, I don't know if it happened this Friday. I was watching, well, the Knicks came out at nine, but, um, I was more focused on the getting ready for the Knicks Suns game. It's been a while since, since I've been able to just sit Relax. down, watch a game start to finish. The Knicks always lose whenever. That's why I was worried when you were like, oh, I'm going to be, I'm going to be ready to go. I'm going to watch the game. I said, oh, maybe take a step back. Sir. We're, we're on <laughs> yeah, I was, I was there for tip off. Um, but yeah, let's let's dive right in to some Knicks basketball. There's been a lot of positivity. We we were even coming in before the new year, just feeling good, feeling feeling that enthusiasm. They, uh, they beat the they beat the Nets, beat the Wizards. Who was the third one? And then the Blazers. And then the Trailblazers yeah. with the mellow return to the Garden. Yeah, and I mean, I think the the Portland game was. Kind of the biggest surprise in the fashion that they did win, but emotions were high. Uh, Mello, I'm going to be real watching that game. Mello wanted to come out, put out a game, and I, I feel like, I mean, Lillard had a bad game too, so that helped, and we Knicks were just clicking on all cylinders, but this is kind of my thing with Mello, man. <laughs> he comes in, he is a ball stopper, he's got to get the ball. I'm sorry, but... Even if Lillard is, I think he finished like five for twenty. Keep giving Lillard the ball. You're not going to win games if if Lillard is just not continuing to shoot and he's the one dominating the game. If I'm Portland, I got CJ McCollum. I, mean, I don't and know if it's like, so much that he I was. Don't, I don't want Melo being my highest high to scorer. I mean, he, they got him in position to do. It. I mean, they kept switching to have Frank guarding him. So you know, if he's going to keep yeah, taking the shot. But, and the crowd's on his side. You know, Melo was he wanted it. You know, just let him. Have I know, it. but then, but what? They they lose by yeah, you know, know twenty I'm okay points. I'm just <laughs> hey, I I love Melo. I know. I sometimes I throw a lot of hate on Melo. I just think at this point of, in his career, he yes, he can score buckets, but that, that you got to do more, man. Every everybody can score in the NBA. Not everybody. I'm just, I'm just saying, <laughs> we like it. It brings back good feelings. I mean, Melo yeah, was New I mean, York, it's, and it's nice. We can um, we can appreciate he put up a I good just, game, but we still got the win. So that's you know, yeah, it all works yeah, out. Yeah, we'll talk more about the Knicks. I, I just I want to say Portland is making a big mistake with uh, with bringing in Melo. Oh, we got the we got the dog barking in the back. All right, let's. All right, let me let me let me take a quick break and, <laughs> and handle this. Hold on one second. Okay, we're back. So let's get let's get into this little. I, I wish I was hoping so much that we were gonna wake up this morning and be on a four game win streak and really feel high. But I'm curious how you're feeling because even with the loss last night, I'm having fun watching the Knicks again. And even though they lost, Randall had a pretty bad game. I think Mike Miller made some coaching errors at the end. Free throw shooting in the beginning of the game hurt the Knicks, but I think overall they played a really good game, and they just lost. They they Phoenix did not miss 
I feel like in the second half, just everything was falling. Booker, you know, was going to put up buckets. Kelly Oubre was just getting... He was just getting everybody wide open shots. So, you know, it's, it's one of those... Yeah, I wasn't... I'm not upset. I wasn't, like, disgusted by the losses like I was earlier on. And I'm like, yeah, you know, they're... They're playing better. The free throw shootings would got them because they missed, I think, like over 10 free throws and they lost by under 10 points. So, but yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't mad. I, they, they look good. And it's just like building things off of every game. You're seeing something, you're seeing some growth. Saw you Frank fans got, uh, got something to cheer about against the Blazers. So, Give me Frank all day. I don't know if that Give was going to carry over. But. I think that in last night's game specifically, it if you look at the, the stat sheet and the minutes played, it looked very Fisdale-esque when you look at the numbers. I, I, I feel like Miller was relying a little bit too much on that starting lineup. R.J. Barrett, he just had a really bad game, and his defense, not very good, was showing once again. And That's why I'm wondering if he might be hitting that rookie wall soon. Yeah. Because uh, he hasn't been producing. I, I mean, he had a couple good he had good games. Yeah. But I don't know that you want him out there now down the stretch because he's not really giving you much. But I don't know. I, I could be wrong. I hope I'm wrong. I think you might be right. I think he is hitting a little bit of a rookie wall. And part of the thing is, too, I think, other teams know how to play him more where he doesn't have an outside shot. It's really bad. And I, I honestly play the Ben Simmons way just don't shoot it. RJ, you don't have to shoot the threes. You can't hit it. You're really good around the basket. I rather you pass up the open three and just take it to the basket. But I think his percentage from three is actually better than his mid range game. Like his mid range jumpers aren't hitting, but if you leave him open for a three, He'll hit him more times than not. That's what's been happening, which is surprising. That he hits the threes, but he can't hit the twos. So, um, it's it's a and, it's, and, it's a weird thing. And for me but too, attack the basket. That's all he's got to do. Yeah, it's the defensive end is what really makes me a little angry. And that's where last night, you know how I talk about Frank, where I really I would like to see Frank. him out there even more. Let him play with another guy in the court who can handle the ball. And I thought last night's game in the last five minutes was a perfect opportunity to let him run with Peyton and put Frank at the two. He could play Dion Booker. And then, you know, you're not getting any offense from RJ anyway. So why not? And I thought it would have been a perfect thing. He never did it. Frank only played 16 minutes and he was playing well. Uh, I thought he left Portis in a little bit too long towards the end. I mean, Portis was playing great, but... You got to get Mitch in there. Like, even as good as Portis was playing, Mitch Robinson is just like, he has turned a corner. I think it is safe to say that. He is playing out of his damn mind. And it is awesome. <laughs> I- I'm loving it, man. And it's, a lot of it is that he's not getting in foul trouble anymore. I mean, that was the key yesterday, is that he got two quick fouls. So... He was sitting for most of the first half. But when he's in there, he just makes such a huge difference. And those lot, like, you can't stop the, the pick and roll game. It's unstoppable. And you wonder, like, what? why were they not doing this earlier in the season? 
and you have a guy going 11 for 11 in a game. It's like yeah. Shout right, out to dude, to Mitch on that 11 for 11 game too. That was pretty. Yeah, those, those, that was pretty those awesome. Are man. Like numbers, man. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just I love it. I'm loving I'm loving what Mitch is doing. I'm loving the lineups. I, I mean, I can't give Mike Miller enough kudos. Loving. I, I want to throw out kudos to a, a lot of players. I, to Julius Randle, I want to give a shout out to. That's the thing. Now I'll be like, wait a minute. Did he? Does he actually know how to play basketball? He just. Like, we... <laughs> our, what was our biggest complaint about him? It it just seemed like he he wasn't playing controlled basketball. He wasn't doing the things he was good at. Uh, I do still think he brings up the ball a little too much, still a little too much dribbling. Yeah, he's still dribbling a little too much, but he's getting put in better positions. Yeah, I think like he's catching the ball a little deeper. He hits the, he takes those like running sideways yeah. fadeaways, but that's like his shot. Like he hits it most of the time. So it's like, and it's a higher percentage shot. It's like a 10, 12 footer. Yeah. It's like, yeah, take that shot. You know, I don't want him taking threes. If he's wide open, sure. Take it. But, you know he's looking like like closer to what he he had in uh, New Orleans, and you're like, hey, you know he's he's showing some skill, yeah. And it's nice it's nice to see. He's really he's. It seems as though not just him but all the players, everyone seemed to have slowed down a bit. Everyone's is taking it easy. You could see Frank, even with the patience and the paint and stuff. A lot of these younger guys, and and Julius is still a very very young man, but they just taking it easy and I don't, I don't know I I want to give that to coaching I, I want to I mean, there was there was talk about uh, a players only meeting right before Fizz got fired and Marcus Morris got into all of them oh, and God turned uh you know so uh, they're all talking about accountability I yeah I gotta Marcus Morris for maybe the guy you know hey Marcus fellow Marcus give give him give him, give him a little Small kudos. Let's give a little something. Yeah, and and Marcus Morris has been less annoying of late uh, for me. I think I think it really comes down to the minute distribution and everyone getting in. And I, I just when I'm watching the it's games, better rotations. I I gotta say when I'm watching the games and I'm I'm looking at the rotations, I'm kind of like, man, that's what I do when I play 2K. Like Miller's kind of. Doing what I like. The only thing I don't do is I don't start Taj Gibson. Taj Gibson gets no <laughs> minutes in 2K. But in real life basketball, I do like that because it prevents Mitch from getting in foul trouble right away. And it's a good, everyone's getting kind of warmed up. You know, Taj Gibson isn't going to cost you the game by playing him for the first, you know, five, ten minutes of the first quarter. And it lets Mitch come in against the second unit and really just get going. Uh, I, I'm... As I said, I'm just I I like what I'm seeing, and this this is why we're Nick fans and we're basketball fans is because we're not just about wins and losses, obviously not, or else we wouldn't be Nick fans. But we're just about the effort, the 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 team play. This that's that's what Nick fans are about. We're we're actually good basketball fans. Breen and Clyde talk about it all the time. That's all Nick fans want. Basketball fans. We we passionate. Yeah, we watch. We watch, man. We we know what's going on. Okay, uh, man, a lot of kudos. Yeah, I, got, I mean, I actually got yeah. more kudos. For, uh, <laughs> Reggie, now, now help me out with this one. Breen's now confusing <laughs> me 
with a pronunciation because they were talking about it during last night's game. Bullock? Bullock. I think it's Bullock. Bullock. Not Bullock. Like Bullock. Like it's spelled Bullock. 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 Yeah. Bullock? I don't know, because Breen, I think, the other night was going away. <laughs> he with, was all over it. He was so He was like, so Bullock. Like, he was going all after it. And then he kind of toned it down and then was saying how he apologized to him for butchering his family's name. <laughs> Not as bad as Daniel Stern that I just did uh, moments ago. but So I think it's Reggie Bullock. I think it's just so, Bullock. Like, less Reggie Bullock? No, no. Like, Bullock. Like, if you look at his name, the two words that make up his name, compound word, bull and lock. Bullock. Bullock. I say let's just call him Reg. Oh, you? <laughs> Nigga, uh, just Reg? All right. Just leave it Yeah. Point. I mean, he had a great coming out party. Are you happy with Reggie getting in there, getting minutes? Because he is taking away minutes from guys like Dotson. Uh, Trier's not getting in any play. Um, so how, I didn't what did realize he was like a legit three point shooter. I didn't know, like, I didn't know what to make of him. Cause I, I mean, I knew I've known him around the league, but I don't really watch him or yeah, anything. So, so I was like, wait a minute, he's coming out here just throwing darts out there. I was like, all right. He was chucking right. last night, feeling himself. But like that much. first game back, you know, he's hitting shot. Even <laughs> in the first half, he was, he was getting yeah. buckets. So it's like, and he's got kind of a funny looking shot. Very like he, looking. he releases it very early. And it's a line drive shot, but it's still if it's going in. Uh, I like I like his odds when he's when he's hoisting one up. But last night, a, l- a little too uh, a little too Costanza out there. Yeah. He's chucking, but <laughs> Can't stand we yet. needed it down the stretch. Like nobody could score, so you got to just start throwing them up. But yeah, yeah, I kind of uh, I'm I like it though. I like seeing him play. I'm I'm more pleased than I thought I would be. I think and he's, he's a solid defender too, so I think that's why he's going to be getting more minutes. Yeah, is because he could defend at that position. So, I, I think his defense and just his the one knock I have with Dotson, he's a little undersized for his position. Say, yeah, he's a little guy for his. And position. so I like Reggie's size more than Dotson, but it's a little upsetting that Dotson doesn't get his minutes uh, because I I think he's been playing really well and has kind of earned that spot on the team. So. You know, Reggie, people get hurt, people come in. This is the thing with the Knicks that we talked about in the beginning of the season was one of the benefits, should be, is the Knicks depth. They have a lot of guys who can come in and play when people get hurt. I would say minus except the guard position. The point yeah, guys. except the, the ball handling uh, position. But it was good to see Alfred out there. Again, I think Mike, last night's game, just he relied too much on that starting lineup. I, I wanted to see more minutes for Frank and Knox, and I think he should have sat RJ's ass down. Um, sorry for the, the cussing. But uh, the one thing I like about Mike Miller, too, just is that he – there were a couple times where I was like, oh, I should have taken Portis out or a little earlier. But then he took him right out. He put Wayne Ellington and like, in, and then his ass got right out, and then he had done for the game, dude. And I love that. Like, at least, hey, you know what, Ellington? Let's mix it up a little bit. Let's give him a try. Nope. See you later. You're out. Not working. Get him out of <laughs> yeah. here. Not afraid. And that's like when you said, when you said, as soon as you said RJ should be out, like, I'm ahead of you on the game when I'm watching it. So I did like, as soon as you said that, oh, yeah. someone got up off the bench and they were ready to sub him yeah. out. So it's like, yeah, he, he sees the game, I think, a little 
a lot better than, than, than Fizz. Fizz was seeing it. And he's making those right adjustments. It's just, you know, yet they had a bad shooting half. You know, they played yeah. great in the first half. And sometimes you have a guy on the other team that just doesn't miss. And yeah. I would say their defense on him wasn't the best because they should have been doubling him. But they collapsed on the in the paint every single time, and then someone's wide open for a three, yeah. and you gotta not do that. And they're you know, but they they've gotten better at that the last few games, which I'm happy to see. So yeah, yeah, it's one De- game. Devin Booker is a is a hell of a player, man. That guy, he just can score. He's a scorer, and the Knicks had absolutely no answer. Uh, I think I just would have liked to have seen let Frank D him up. A little more. I, I don't think I saw that at all. Peyton was on him most of the game. RJ was guarding. They were switching a lot. Like, I I think the game plan just wasn't that great. And I mean, they lit up. They held him to fifty one points in the first half and let up sixty nine points in the second half. That you, you're not going to win a game. Let up. Not, and yeah. and free throws. Yeah, were struggling. But they they missed a lot of those free throws more in the the first half. And, and most of them came from Peyton missing a ton of free throws. So they were hitting them in the second half. I mean. They had a shot, it, and like we've said, we're not upset. Uh, I mean, there is a, a brutal stretch coming oh, up. Yeah, I, I'm not feeling out west. I'm feeling so great about it. You got your back to back LAs. You got the Clippers. We got the Clippers tomorrow, and then the Lakers on Tuesday. Yeah. Uh not feeling good about it unless no. Unless no Kawhi's getting load management. He's not playing. Paul George decides he doesn't want to play. They take the Knicks lightly. Who knows? I don't know. Yeah. But you know what? I'll, I'll tell you what, though. I think the Knicks are playing well enough of late that they can at least make it a game. It's not going to be those games that we were seeing in the past with Fisdale where the team was just visibly giving up. It's like they didn't care. They knew they were going to lose. There seems to be a new spark with this team where the Knicks – no matter what, with their roster, if they are coached well, get the right guys in, everyone playing team ball, there should be a basketball game. We should be able to watch a basketball game. I don't expect them to win. I expect, especially in the last couple minutes, where Anthony Davis is going to go off, LeBron's going to go off. And yeah, maybe the Knicks still lose by 15, 20 points, but it was still a game to watch. That's all I want. I just want basketball games. Play the game. And that's what I think is going to uh, is is you're seeing with them is that they believe they can win. And I said this a couple episodes ago. It's like it's easy to get comfortable losing, but you got to learn yeah. how to win. And once and they didn't look like they knew how to win games. And I think they're starting to. You just got to win a couple, and you get a little confidence. And I think that's what they they're starting to see. And like sometimes, like last night, the ball just doesn't go in. Yeah. down the stretch, and like it, it happens. And that's why I think if they could keep it close against, they might have a better shot, I think, against the Clippers. But, uh, yeah, I, it, it'll be a good little trip. We'll see what they, if they come back, Yeah, they get one. Maybe they get one against uh, Utah or something. But Yeah, I think, you know, people are talking. People are talking. What are they saying? The Knicks, the eighth seed in the playoffs of the East is 16 and 19. Okay. The Knicks are 10 and 25 right now. So they are six games out. 
They played 35 games. We're not even at the halfway mark. Crazy thing, crazier things have happened. I think the Knicks have fallen too deep in a hole. They're still in the bottom three in the league. I don't think it's going to happen. But no. but that just shows I thought, you. I thought you were going to go in another direction. I was going to say, no, no, of course not. Did he? New year, new Jason. No, 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 no. <laughs> new year, new decade, Jason, same Jason. There is no chance the Knicks are going to make the playoffs. And I don't want to hear the excuses. Oh, well, Fizz, if Mike Miller was there the whole time, we could have. Like, no. Uh, no. It, they're not. They're not at all. They're still at the bottom. And this trip, I was actually, I kind of was going with some misdirection. I think this road trip is going to not go very well. Uh, really wanted that Phoenix win last night. I think that really would have been a big one. Uh, it. It's a shame because I think that would have been a big confidence boost. But they but they can't really be that mad about that loss. Uh, you just hope they don't yeah. get so discouraged that they, you know, start kind of giving up again. And you just hope to avoid avoid injuries and just keep keep your head up, Knicks. Got to tell them to keep their head up before they even go out on the, the road trip. Because it's – the Lakers are really good. And so are the Clippers. Yeah, that's like, the, I mean, they – Anthony Davis yeah. put up 40 – he was like a 40 and 13, 44 and 13 rebounds. Yeah. LeBron didn't even have to do much. He had under 20, but he had double digits assists. You know, he's lead, he's leading the NBA in assists, which is kind of... I believe it. Surpri- well, not yeah. surprising, but pretty yeah. impressive. I was going to say one did more... I give, did I just give kudos to LeBron? Yeah, I think you might have. It's okay. Uh, we'll uh, edit that out. Because yeah. uh, <laughs> we got to remember, too, the Knicks with this win streak... That is now over. They beat the Wizards, who are ten and twenty-four. They beat the Nets, who are sixteen and seventeen. And yeah, okay, Portland was a big win. Portland is fifteen and twenty-one. So they didn't beat anyone with a winning record. And then they just lost to the Suns, who are fourteen and twenty-one. So the NBA right now, the good teams in the NBA are really good, like really good. And I think when we come back and do the next cast. The first thing we're going to say is, wow, the Lakers and Clippers are really good. <laughs> like, All right, you want, do you want me to run down the month of, of January? Oh, yeah, I play? saw it. Yeah, go ahead. Let's. You let's... got the Clippers. You got the Lakers, Utah, New Orleans, Miami, Milwaukee, Phoenix again, Philly, Cleveland, L.A. again, Toronto, oh. Brooklyn, Charlotte, Memphis. Yeah. You hope to win like two of those. It's a lot of games. Yeah, it's a, I think it's the most games they play yeah. in the in a month this year. So February looks pretty good. Could get some wins, but man, it's gonna be it's gonna be a rough yeah. start to the new year. But yeah, maybe you get three, four. I hope that's all you can hope for. Five, <laughs> five, six. We could get Phoenix. We could, they played Philly pretty pretty Not tight seven. both times they played them. You got Cleveland. <laughs> Yeah. Brooklyn, they're going to show up for that one. Uh, New Orleans could win that one. Um, we got we got a couple wins. I got to say, too, um, the Knicks moving forward. Uh, I have a new vision. We always talk about what are the Knicks going to do moving forward. Getting a little bit, you know, excited about the young guys more. I still – I saw our future with Porzingis. That obviously didn't work out. Not going to talk about that today. Uh <laughs> I think the Knicks really got to go after Brandon Ingram. I want to stay young as a Knicks fan. This guy, 
wants to get paid. I don't know where his head's at. He he's not staying in New Orleans. I I just don't see that happening at all. Uh, guy went to Duke, so drafted his, by the Lakers. What's his, what's his contract situation? I think he's a free agent next year. Next year, really? I believe so. I couldn't t- like so between him or Towns. Brandon Ingram. And I like Towns. Of course, I would take Towns in a heartbeat. But Brandon Ingram is a player. Towns being a big man. And he's a a great player. But right now, we got Mitch Robinson. I mean, even you got Julius Randle for a couple more years. And we like the way he's playing. His salary. I mean, you'd have to give Towns a max. Brandon Ingram is a type of player the Knicks do not have. And that's a guy... You could have for a long future, and I'm not saying the I'm not I'm not here saying oh the Knicks are getting Brandon Ingram uh, next year this and that I don't know I just when I look at the Knicks they're very young I don't see us Giannis is not coming to New York like I, I just I don't really see any of that stuff happening but Ingram seems like a guy maybe he's got he's got a nice little maybe there that maybe we could convince him to come. Keep. I mean, he's kind of a he's kind of a nut too. Which yeah, is he seems crazy. What you want? He's, uh, <laughs> he's just talking trash about everybody, which is he's got a chip. I, I kind of he's got him. a chip on his shoulder. Uh, it just I, I need him to put on like a few yeah. pounds. Like get him like send him to Popeyes for a little bit. You know, take some of that Absolutely. Zion weight. I, yeah, but he's it's funny you bring up Popeyes. I still haven't had that chicken sandwich, man. It's oh, o- it's like over. No before. one's talking about it anymore. I got one New Year's Day, but for free. <laughs> I was just walking by, and the guy who like runs the store, he like recognizes me because I walk by there every day. And he's like, "Oh, what? What do you want?" I, I walked in. I was gonna get something else, but he's like, "What do you want? You want the chicken? No pickles, right?" I was like, sure. "No pickles, wow." A little extra sauce? I said, "Yeah." He just gave it to me. Happy New Year! And I walked out. It's gonna be a good year. It's gonna be. A good yeah, year. I was like, man, that was a good sandwich. That was such a random thought. I just had to bring that up. I, I've been, but I feel like <laughs> it's a good thought. Yeah, I, thanks, man. Um, I didn't realize he was a uh, he was a free agent this summer. Yeah, we better. I, I want to start getting that pitch uh, ready to go because um, he could get. Yeah, he could get the max from New Orleans since they got him last year, but or yeah, this year before, and he's he's balling out like he's looking good. Yeah, so. Yeah, I mean, hold that one in your back pocket. We'll talk, yeah. talk about the, that come uh, Don't worry. Come the, at some point, and I bet soon, uh, the rumors of sources, the Knicks are targeting Brandon Ingram. Like, yeah, no, duh. Okay. Somebody's going to hear this podcast. You're yeah, right. <laughs> <up there. laughs> uh, yeah. What, uh, oh, my God. What's his, what's his name? Who's always breaking news for the NBA? <laughs> Woj? Yeah, Woj. God, Daniel Stern. Uh, <laughs> uh, shut up, Mav! Okay. So, I wanted to give one more kudos. I think we've done it before. What are we, episode 29? Yeah. I'd say 20% of the episodes. I'm giving kudos to this guy. As important as the games are in the players, we love the players. You know I'm a big players guy. But... One thing we care about, I would say just as much, and I think means as much to the game. Some of them are in Hall of Fames of all different sports. The announcers. Play-by-play. Kudos to Wally Zerbiak. I mean, we, we're we always loving Clyde all the time. He wasn't there, 
But I heard Wally's voice, and I was like, I feel good. I feel good about this. <laughs> He's good. He is a great analyst. He's got a good voice. He, he speaks with confidence. He talks about the game. I, I like to think that he looks up to Clyde and has learned. He's got his own style. I, I just he's a Long Island guy. He's a Long Island guy. Gotta love that. I'm I'm called a great game. I just I'm 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 happy to have him with the Knicks. I think it's easy for us too when we lived in Boston. We hate on the Boston announcers and you know, places we've lived, Atlanta. Marcus they, Smart. New York. The Knicks got some good guys. Bill Peter? <laughs> oh, is he uh uh, He's back in the studio. Yeah, uh, um, but <laughs> he knows his place. I just think the announcers are so important. You know, you know, people watching NFL games. Everyone's always hating on people like Collinsworth and Booger McFarlane. <laughs> He's getting a lot of hate. Uh, people loving Tony Romo. Uh, you know, I'm a big Jim Nance guy. Love Nance. Uh, it, it's just the announcers really mean a lot to sports fans out there, and it's good to have Wally Zerbiak in the Knicks family. Because eventually one day Clyde is going to pass the torch, and I think it's going to be to Wally. I don't know Nick. who Breen is going to pass the torch to. Uh, Breen's got he's got more years left. Sure, sure. I'm just saying one day, but I, I really see you know Wally is going to have a long career with the Knicks, and I'm very happy about it. I just wow, that's a that's a lot of yeah, it's a lot of Wally love. I, yeah, I just I, I want to give kudos where I mean, would you agree? You you disagree? <laughs> I follow this girl on Twitter. <laughs> Who hates Wally. Why? Every time he's on, she's like, why is he talking? Why, did I ask for this? Why do I have to hear about his past? I'm like, this is kind of funny. But if she listens, how you doing? <laughs> but uh, I, I I don't mind Wally either. Like, I follow him on Instagram when he does like the post games. Yeah. When he goes live on Instagram and he's just like talking about the game. I like it. And you know, it's a, it's like that. New York vibe about yeah. him. I don't, know if he's, I don't know if he's from here. Is he originally from New York? He's from Long Island. I only remember him with the. I think he's with the T Wolves. Those. Games, I think he's but. born and raised Long Island. Yeah, I think that's what it all is. I just he's from Long Island. Him and Han, they just go back and they carpool together <laughs> to the games. It's amazing. <laughs> They're just sitting on the LIE, just yelling at each other, which is great. Oh man, good stuff. Yeah, that was my last. So like, I like Wally yeah. when they because I forget who that other guy is that comes in sometimes, but. I prefer I prefer having Wally out there yeah. to give me give me breakdowns. You know, knows the game. He played the game. Makes he makes good he makes good comments. Great comments. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know how I make those great comments during the game. <laughs> Seinfeld reference. Yeah, I got you. I got you. Uh, that's about all the kudos I got for today. Um, that's a lot. Of there was a lot thrown out. Happy to hear. Yeah, it. New Year. Same me, but I'm a little. <laughs> Got a little more pep. I mean, new year, new Knicks. Little, you know? Yeah, well, we'll Ooh. see about that. Voice card. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, good Ooh. stuff. Uh, the only other Knicks-related news I wanted to bring up, a little sidetracked, I just thought of it, was, did you hear, I think it was Jared Dudley <laughs> bringing up that the reason Kevin Durant didn't want to come to the Knicks was because of the practice facility? I, I did see that story. It's not the craziest thing I've ever heard, though. Because I actually have heard in circles people complain that the Knicks practice facility is nowhere near the yeah. city. So you have to live either out in Westchester 
or sit in traffic to get, to get out, out there. there. Yeah, and that was a big selling point. I think when the Nets redid their practice facility, like, oh, this is going to be a big deal because it's right there. Yeah, it's right in the city. And same with like the Clippers, they like there because I used to go to their practice facility all the time, and there's it's not close to. The uh, that's probably less the of Staples a Center, that's probably less it's of a kind pain. of a really it's a really run down practice facility, and the players were like complaining, oh, it's like, really? yeah, this yeah. place kind of sucks, and we want a new practice facility. So, I don't think they've updated it yet, but it's like in, in the works, so yeah. it's a big deal. I'm not ready to say that that is the reason why Kevin Durant didn't come to the Knicks, or why I wouldn't say, it's yeah, the reason, or why but... players don't want to play in New York, but <laughs> it's like, God damn, but at the same time, I'm not driving out to Westchester, but at the same time. Fix that. Like, what the hell, man? You want to be the Knicks? Like, don't be putting out the practice facility in Westchester. I never really thought about that. Like, fix this. Like, come on. We can't. We're going to talk about practice. Like, that shouldn't even be a thing. Like, you know, when you're, you're taking a new job, you start making that list pros and cons that, you know, that's making the con list. Whether how much weight that holds is another question. That's another debate, but. Because like all these young guys, they want to live in the city. They don't want to live in Tarrytown. And it's like, yeah, I'm not going to sit in traffic or get on a train to go to practice every day. I want to just, you know, take a cab there. Ten minutes, I'm there. Or I can walk there. Or I can walk, right. But they got, like, like Mellon's gym that that they all go to over the summer. They're all there at Chelsea Pier. Yeah. It's like, you can rent out... ESPN has a huge office there now. You can rent out a huge space yeah. on Chelsea Pier and just build the Knicks track practice facility. You're there. the most Done. valuable franchise in NBA. How many billions of dollars are they worth? Dolan with all his money? You Like, come on. And it's not even like a good-looking practice facility out there. Like, when you see, like, those press conferences they do, it's, it's, not, something, it's not something to write home about. So, like... We and that's the thing with the Knicks. When I hear about this, I start to think like Dolan, you got to make being a Nick the most attractive place to be. You're a laughing stock of an organization. The little things, it's in the details, man. I mean, if he wants to put a stage there for his for his uh, his band, go nuts. But let's just have a you know, cool facility. And that's I the mean, thing. Like, I saw the the uh, the. Blueprints for the Lakers' new one that they're doing. That thing is that, unreal. Because I'm saying, get that thing in the city too, and then you could have. Hey, when some celebrities are in town, invite them in. You don't. You think Beyonce's in town? She's gonna travel out to Westchester to go see? No, oh, she's walking by. Her and Jay coming down. Yeah, let's let's stop let's by the facility. Let's swing by. <laughs> What's going on? It just it little things, man. That's so stupid. I I'm upset with myself that I never even like. Considered that, but I think that's actually a. I'm glad it's that a legitimate got some news. thing because that's where they spend a lot of their time in the off season. Is they want to go to the practice facility, they want to just hang out there. Like I saw Blake at the Clippers facility all the time, and he's like, "Yeah, I come here all the time. All the players are just always there working yeah. out." And that was his big complaint. Me and him had a little sit down, yeah. had a little chit chat. Love that. And he's like, "Yeah, this facility sucks." I was in there looking at the redesign. And I was gonna put up. I was designing some stuff for like the weight room and everything. And he's just, I was like, asked him, I was like, what do you, what do you want in your practice facility? It's like the weight room here sucks. The courts, yeah, you know, it's everything looks very dated, and that thing's been there for years, and it's in 
uh, Playa Vista, so it's not even close to the Staples Center. Hmm. It takes like an hour to get to the Staples Center from there. So, you know, that's Jared Dudley. You know, he says some, he's a he's a nutty guy, but maybe he's onto something. Man, just speaking of nutty. Speaking. Of, <laughs> all right. I saw cats. <laughs> oh, let's get into that. So, we we're always talking movies. We can't we can't help ourselves. We did a little. Had a nice little decade episode last episode. The two big movies, I think that's all the talk. There's actually a third one too, Star Wars. We're not we're not Star Wars guys. Yes. Yeah, I'm, I saw it, but oh, you it's saw not it? even worth okay. talking about. I, I don't I've been trying to watch the Star Wars uh franchise on Disney Plus. I can't I can't even get through the first one. I, I Watch the Mandalorian. Yeah, I heard that one was really good. It's actually not bad. Uh so maybe I will. Maybe I won't. It's an easy watch. They're like 23, 25-minute episodes. Let's start with Cat. You brought it up, Cats. I didn't even know this was coming out. <laughs> I saw a video with Jason Derulo promoting it, and I was just like, what is happening? <laughs> like, why? Who? You love Jason Derulo. Who, the- <laughs> no, it, he, I wasn't. It it found me, okay? <laughs> but I'm, I'm just thinking to myself, who greenlit this? Like, this movie better be amazing, because, like, why is this happening I knew I could count on you that you'd be going to see this somehow. So we, uh, I remember when the trailer first came out, everyone was like, what the hell is this? <laughs> like, it was the most ridiculous looking thing because it was around the time the Lion King came out. So it was like, oh, so we got one movie with like real looking cats running around in, the, in uh, Africa. And then we got a trailer for this thing. That's just like people kind of in cat suits, but it was like their human faces with st- it was, and I'd never seen the Broadway show, so like I remember the Winter Garden yeah, Theater. I just remember the ad, the ad on every like five minutes as a kid, no matter what you're watching. Yeah. And I don't know what it is. I think Memories is the only song <laughs> I've heard of from it. But oh my god! So I went. Uh, I didn't know what to, to expect. What was the crowd was like? What was terrible. what was the the audience looking like in the theater. So I went I went with a, a young lady. She'd seen, like, she was pretty excited about it, even though she knew she was probably going to hate it. But I was like, you know what? Let's go. You're like, what? It'll be a good experience. Oh, so man. we go to see this movie. There's one guy in there that is laughing uncontrollably <laughs> through the entire movie. <laughs> it's so good. But it's like everyone, I feel like everyone knew they were there for a laugh. Like, no one was there to take this seriously because it's like, what is going on? And apparently, there's a new version that was put out because the CG, the CGI in the original release had so many mistakes in it (laughs) that they had to fix it and send it back out to the theaters. So, I knew this going in. The girl I was with, she she told me all about it. So, she's like, yeah, look for this, look for this. That's how we'll know. It's the old version. So we actually had the old oh, version really? of it. Because you can see, like, Judy Dench, her wedding ring was still there. Like, her like her regular hands were there. They weren't <laughs> fixed up to blend in with the suit. You could see, like, Rebel Wilson. Rebel, Rebel Wilson, is that her? You could see, like, the way her suit wasn't fit to her yet. So it was like the old suit was there. <laughs> they hadn't fixed it down. So you could see, like, up her sleeve and stuff. She's, like, removing... Suits the whole book. It was so bizarre. James Corden, who I can't stand. He was in it too? Yeah, he's just like the fat cat, and it was really bizarre. There's a moment in there with <laughs> Idris Elba that I can't unsee. How did they get this cast? I don't... 
Jason Derulo, they had to remove some bulge. It was a oh, I remember. Like, I heard know. the story about uh, the Derulo bulge. Uh, yeah, it's, yeah. And then Taylor Swift comes in for a little Taylor bit. Taylor Swift is like, in it. Yeah, she had she had one number. It actually wasn't bad, but so the the whole thing it makes no sense. I didn't know what was happening <laughs> through the entire show. I was I'm like I had to keep asking her. I was like, wait a minute. What's happening? And she's like, I don't know. Like, I she knows all the songs, and she was just like, these don't sound anything like the Broadway songs. So, like, I might have to watch this. Andrew Lloyd Webber's having a fit in his grave right now. Like, it's so you wouldn't give it the recommend to go see. I would not. I would not give it. My brother, Tony asked me. He's like, oh, so how was Cats? I got to ask you. I said, don't don't waste your time. He's like, all right. Yeah. He's he's already. Locked in with the fiance to see Little Women. So okay, yeah, people seem to be pretty excited about. That's a good couples flick. I haven't seen oh, it. Man, I don't I'm know. probably gonna get dragged to that. But I would not recommend Cats if Ruby asked to see it. No, say, no, uh, you lost your not keys. in this house. <laughs> not in this house. Uh, we actually went to go see Uncut Gems, which is a more appropriate movie to talk about on this. Cast. Yes, well, uh, We're, so I'm a big Sandler guy. Yeah, like like me some Adam Sandler. Big KG guy. Thought he did a great job, by the way. Uh, so going into the movie, I didn't do too much research about what the movie was about. I knew it was about kind of the, you know, jewelry districts, whatever you want to, the diamond district. Diamond yeah, district. Uh, down in New York. That's really all I knew. I knew that there was Oscar buzz with, uh, with Adam Sandler. And I also knew that there was a lot of back and forth. A lot of opinions about this movie. Kind of almost split down the middle. People who really liked it or people who did not like it at all. There really wasn't this middle. So I kind of figured I'd fall somewhere in the middle. (laughs) And I tell you what, Marcus. I'm really torn about this movie. And I might need some clarity from you. little diamond pun for you. (laughs) Oh, man. But I left that movie... And I don't want to give any spoilers, but I just left the movie a little dissatisfied. I liked it. I've been saying I liked it, but I didn't love it. I think the Oscar hype for Sandler's a little much. I thought the movie was a little all over the place. I was entertained. I thought it was good. But I think that would be my biggest criticism. It just seemed a little chaotic. Um, I, I wasn't like if I had to explain to someone what the movie was actually about, it's it's kind of hard because there were so many different storylines and I just I, I just that it was, was all over the place. So that was my that was my feeling coming out of it was it was very disjointed. Yes, disjointed. And That's a good word. I so and I was a little foggy, you know, because I had some allergies and I was, you know, <laughs> I was a little congested in there. I wasn't feeling 100%. But, yeah, that's the thing. There was so much going on. And a lot of people's review on it, like, that liked it, they were like, yeah, there was like, I'm on the edge of my seat. Like, there was so much happening. Like, I was, you know, I was on edge the whole time, but in, like, a good way. And I was like, I don't know if I really I didn't get that, that either, yeah. Because, like, were there high stakes? I guess because when you're dealing with gambling and bookies and hitmen and stuff like that, there's... There was there is high stakes, yeah. but so my brother, who's a big movie guy, he really liked it, and I was surprised he actually liked it as much as he did. And he said that was his take on it. it was like, yeah, it was a very 
fast paced and you know it's like and they, a lot going on and they clearly were trying to have that come across in the way it was filmed and the way the dialogue worked there was a lot of yelling over one another um that's what and, and when it, all this talk for sandler and oscar buzz i was like yeah but he's just yelling yeah. the, the whole movie yeah he's just screaming at people I think his best work was actually in Spanglish, but yeah. Spanglish was good, man. Talk about that. It's, like, it's really funny because I said the same thing after the movie was over, where I was like, "I'm gonna be honest. I thought Sandler was good in this movie, but I liked him better in Big Daddy, and I liked him better in Spanglish. Like those two movies. Yeah, I'm like, like, gonna be honest. That's where he showed us some range, you know. You know, I, I think there's this weird thing that goes on in in movies where when you see an actor play a role you don't typically see him in all of a sudden the oscar buzz oh my god adam sandler played a serious role and like no one it's really like carried did uh yeah. truman show yeah and it ooh, now that's a movie good movie though. Now that's a movie <laughs> like for me truman show is on a whole other level than uncut gems right. i would be different movies did, but great did carrie get an oscar nom for Truman Show? I uh, I don't think so. I think he got one for Eternal Sunshine. Okay, Ugh, I hated that movie. See that, and, that, I, I and that's the it. thing. Eternal Sunshine, another perfect example of like, oh, Dr- Jim Carrey's playing serious. Like, give him the Oscar now. Like, dude, Man on the Moon. Yeah, that was that was pretty good too. Actually, the, do- that's the one. I think he got nominated. The documentary of him playing that character was was better than see that. that was better than the movie uh, itself, but. Yeah, I just, at the end of the day. I thought, because I, I was curious what your feeling was yeah. going to be on it. Because it's like, you know, it, it this was something I think that could have been tailor-made for you. Yeah. As a gambler <laughs> extraordinary. Exactly. Um, yeah, Island I don't think it sound like I have a gambling problem. Um, <laughs> but that was that was part of it, too. I have a that, like, <laughs> <laughs> that, like, my, my mom was like, oh, some of this hits a little close to home with, like, the gambling stuff. My dad has whole gambling issues going on and all kinds of things. She was like, yeah. I've seen some of this before. And like yeah. the way he reacts to stuff, he's like, yeah, that's actually pretty accurate of how a gambler, those people well, really live their lives. So that's actually, I'm glad you brought that up because as someone, yeah, I like, I like to, I'm, I'm a small stakes gambler here, but I, I like to, you know, I got, I want to talk about that too a little bit. I got a little money on a, a Super Bowl pick I made uh, early before the season started that, they're in the playoffs, and that's who I'm rooting for. But the gambling know? aspect of this movie, it seemed like it was only going to be like... I didn't think it was going to play such a big role in the movie. Not to, I'm, I don't want to talk about it too much, but it ends up Maybe playing a pre, pretty big role in the movie. And throughout, I knew that was a part of his character, but then he's dealing stuff with his kids and his wife and... This other guy, and then, oh, he's yelling at this guy, and then he's got the girl thing, and then he's got this thing, and then there's the diamonds, and Ethiopia. And I'm like, yo, where, like, where's this movie going? And then, and... I do feel like I kind of need to watch it again. Yeah. With a clear head. It was and good. Look at, and, and look at it from a yeah. different lens, because it is, like, their lives are really like yeah. that. Where you have all so much stuff going yeah. on, and you're just, you're lost in so many different parts of your life that are all coming, falling apart. It's like, what am I going to do? Yeah. What am I going to do? I got to do this. I got to do this. I'm trying to get out of a hole here. And yeah. you can't most of the time. So I, I kind of agree with that. And I don't, it, it's kind of coming across like I don't, I didn't like it, uh, but I did. I, I really did like it. It was good. I would recommend it. I would still recommend go seeing it because it, it was, it was a good, 
good movie. But uh, I mean, that's all I got. That's all I got. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to, to, to let's, do some quick uh, NFL predictions. Playoffs start today. They do. You want to just hit me? Who's your pick? Oh, games today. I like the Seahawks over. No, no, no. Give me. No, no, no. no. Pick each game. Uh, I want. I want your. Who is gonna win? Who's in the Super Bowl and who's gonna win the Super Bowl? Uh Ravens 49ers. Two the two favorites. Yeah. Okay. And I think um I think I think the Ravens are the easier pick to come out of the AFC. Actually oof. Actually, you know you know who it could be? Ravens Saints. Because I don't know that everyone's been like on the fence yeah. about the 49ers all year. They're like, yeah, I don't know. But somehow they just kept on winning. And I always, I never count out the Saints. I don't know. Drew Brees, he figures yeah. it out. They know how to put a point. So I am a man who always goes with quarterbacks. Look at every Super Bowl. It's all the same quarterbacks. It's Brady. Big Ben, it's Brady's got one. Uh, I think I'm going Patriots. I'm not betting. I'm, I'm enough of this. We do this every year, even <laughs> Vegas. They're gonna put the Patriots at fourteen to one. I got Patriots, Packers. Packers winning the Super Bowl. Packers, wow! I forgot about them. Packers okay. got home field, and I, I, I'm really picking Aaron Rodgers. And I'm picking Patriots have been the best defense, and I think in the AFC. You do have Mahomes and you have Lamar Jackson who've been outstanding quarterbacks, but I just, when it comes to the playoffs, we talked about early in the cast about winning and winning culture. I think the Patriots still have a good enough team. They're built for this. They're just, they, they do it every time. I'm, I'm sick of it happening. <laughs> it just, it hurts. It hurts to say it. This is the year. That, I think this is the year, though, that. It, it doesn't happen. Um, and I think either the Ravens or the Chiefs knock them out. I hope so. I, 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 feel, I, I, feel like, I feel like this is finally going to be it. I, I really hope so. Uh, we'll if, see. Uh, if the Patriots end up winning, you want to put a little I'll put a little wager on the cast? I don't know. Is there a t-shirt out there? I still, owe you. I, still, I still owe you that Lion King t-shirt. Um. What are we? What for the Super Bowl? What you had? What? What? You didn't even. You kind of like half picked. You're hedging. You picked two teams in the NFC. Uh, okay, Ravens, Saints, and I think the Ravens are going to win. Okay, you got Ravens, Saints, Ravens win. I got Packers, Patriots, Packers winning. Who's closer? I don't know. Well, or should we wait until the actual game and then we hmm. put a wager on it? Let's see. We'll have to think about this one. Well, we're wild card week. Yeah, we're, we'll, wait yeah. Till things, <laughs> we'll see it next we'll week. Wait till things sorted themselves uh, out next week. All right, man. It's been fun. Nick fans, just get ready, man. Brace yourself. Yeah, get your favorite drink ready. Get your favorite <laughs> snack. It's uh, it's gonna be <laughs> it's gonna be an interesting one. It's gonna be an adventure. Yeah. It's been fun, Marcus. Always a pleasure. This has been episode twenty nine. Let's Talk Nick's podcast. We'll talk to you next time.